0: We last started the 12th Perek of Masechet Ketubot. We said a person who married a woman who's bringing in a daughter from a previous marriage. And part of the deal was he has to feed her for five years. Then he has to feed her for five years. And we said that the smart people used to write in the contract that's only as long as we are together. Because otherwise you're going to be stuck uh, with those five years no matter what the situation is even if she got divorced married someone else even if she got if the daughter got married uh, so that's why the smart people used to write in as long as we're together and then we started uh, with the gemara and it said a person who said who obligated himself to pay his friend 100 zoos and a to Rabbi hanan he has to pay and we're talking about a situation where he just wrote on a contract i owe you 100 Rabbi Hanan holds that the contract is very strong, it's as if he has witnesses. Rishlaki like holds that the contract is not strong, and it's not like as if you have witnesses. And with that, we're starting Kof Aleph Amudibet, two lines from the bottom towards the middle of the line, where it says Tanan. So we're going to ask a question on Resh Lakish, who said he does not have to pay. We learned in our Mishnah, a man marries a woman, she has a daughter. Part of the deal was he has to feed the daughter for five years. He has to feed the daughter for five years. My love, Ka'i Gavna, aren't we talking about a situation where he told her in front of witnesses, he gave her a ktuba with his handwriting, with no signature, that he has to feed this girl for five years. And Rashi explains, you have to say that there's no signature because if they did a kinyan or if there was a signature, then there would be no Hidush over here. So the Hidush is there's no signature. They didn't do a Kenyan. And you see that he has to feed this girl for five years, which goes against Rish Lakish. The Gemara responds, no, look, we're talking about over here where Bishitarep Sikta. Over here, we're talking about a real document where Hatan Kalaga get together. They write up a nice prenuptial agreement. And we're not talking about a Kutubah. Right, we're talking about a real agreement over here. Like Rav Gidal explained, Amar Rav. Here we're talking about what we like to call today Tnaim, where Kama Ama Kama "What are you giving for your son? This and this." What are you giving your daughter? like this. So they're talking money. Amdu They got up and they uh, did a Kiddushin, Kanu, and they did a Kenyan. Everything uh, starts to take effect. And Hen Henad Bamira. These things are they're acquired just by talk without a kinyan, so we're not necessarily talking about a kutuba we're talking about the tna'im, the conditions the prenuptial agreement so to speak that going on so you can't compare the the sugia of a person uh, saying that he has to give money to a person with church you can't compare that to this situation with the wedding because and when it comes to weddings there's a certain simha, when there's a wedding, when there's a kiddushin. And with that simha, people acquire things even just by talk. So you can't compare one to the other. So now the command is going to ask on Rish Lakish, whatever he wrote in the star that he owes someone money, that uh, he's patu, he doesn't have to give the person money. So Tashema, a father has a son who is a Bechor, Katav kohen, and he wrote at Kohen document, that I owe you the five salarim for the pidyon haben. So he owes this Kohen five Selaim because over here he's admitting. But here's the thing his son is not redeemed even after he gives him the five Selaim because all he did was he wrote him a document that I owe you five Selaim and the, the, he still owes him five Selaim for his son. So you see, a person could be himself five Selaim and we trust the, the document. Not like what Arish Lakish is saying, these patur. The Gemas says, no, Shani Hatam, you can't compare. Because over there, the father is connected to the Kohen from the Torah, he owes him that five Selayim. So, If that's the case, then Amai Kataf, why did he write him a document that I owe you five Selayim? So, the Gemas says, no, let's get live the Kohen. He just wanted to pick the Kohen. Uh, it was his brother-in-law, it was his nephew, it was his grandfather, whatever it is. He wanted to pick that Kohen. So, If it's that Kohen, then Beno and then why? If he get when he gives him the five selaim, why is his son still not redeemed? Why are we saying that the document is just uh, you obligating yourself for no reason? And then the other you are still owe him another five salaim for the Torah, uh, for the Pidion Abin. So the Gemara says, No, that's kid'u'lah, because the Amarullah the Torah Padu Shaitan really midoraita, his son is considered redeemed when he gives the money. He writes the IOU. A couple of days later, he gives him the money. That's good enough. So why did they say, no, it doesn't work. You owe five salim for the document, another five salim for the Torah. Because, because people might say, you could be, you could redeem a Bechor just by giving a document. For example, if someone owes you money and he has written a document, they'll just give that document to the Kohen and that should be good enough and let the Kohen figure out how to get the money himself. And that for sure doesn't work. And Amar Aba, the mehluket of Rabbi Yohanesh Lakish, is really ketana it's a mehluket Because we have a Mishnah that says, A co-signer who came out after the documents were signed, and then he wrote that, I, uh, that, I, that I'm uh, co-signing on this, I'm taking responsibility for over here. Then the creditor could only take from the cosigner. If he ends up by the cosigner, he, he could only take land that was free, not land that was already sold. He can't repossess land that uh, the cosigner signed. And Ma Balifner Bishmael. Shmuel. The story happened in front of Rebbe Shmuel. Ve'amar Goveh Menchasim ben He told them you can only take from land that he still has, not things that were sold already. And Amar Lo Benanas and Benanas told Rebbe Shmuel, Eno Goveh Lo Menchasim Benecholim Ve'Lo Menchasim Mesholbadim. You can't take any assets, not from the free ones, not from the sold ones. Amar Lo Rebbe Shmuel told Benanas, lama Why not? Amar Lo So Benanas told them, Hare Shaiachonek Et Haverobashuk let's say a person was choking his friend in, in the middle of the market, so this way he could pay him, and then all of a sudden a friend came, hey, leave him alone, I'll pay you, I'll pay you. Of course the co-signer is patur. Because originally when A gave B money, he didn't give it to him based on C's uh, co-signing. He never said co signed. he only came in afterwards. So it's the same sort of thing. When the contract was written, and the co-signer only ro- uh, signed at the bottom after the witnesses and after everything was already koshered and everything was verified. And only then the co-signer stepped in. It's like him saying, uh, just give it to him, I'll, uh, I'll pay you. It's the same sort of thing. So now, It sounds like Rabbi Yohanan who said he has to give him the money, he holds like Rabbi Ishmael. Because if the Arev signed at the bottom, that means you signed, that means you owe the money. Like Yeshua said, it's better. He holds like He holds like so the Gmas says, no, Everyone agrees according to Ibn Anas. Everyone, nobody argues on that. Everyone will agree that Benanass Anas will be put in a situation where there's no witnesses to this person obligating himself in paying. Rather, keep Lige, Rabbi Ishmael. If they're already arguing, they're arguing according to go to Ishmael Rabbi Hanan, who says the person is Hayavi holds like Rabbi Ishmael, Viresh Lakish, who said he does not have to give. He'll explain in Bhishmael as follows. The only reason that a a cosigner who signed after the witnesses, the reason he could come to him, that's Ella the the Shabuda de That's because when a cosigner co-signs and he signs on a on the document, he is obligating himself to give. Avalhacha, but when over here a person Stam, writes to another person, "I owe you money," You don't have this shabuda uh, There's no, it's not the same as co-signing. It's not the same as the pidyon ban It's a totally different thing. It's a person just saying, "I owe you money." There's no there's no to return anything over here, and that's why Resh Lakish would feel that Rabbi Shma'il would also be poter in the case of a person writing an I.O.U. Now, let's go back to that case we mentioned, Gufa, Marav, Gidala, Marav. If the father of the Hatan, Kala, sat together, Kamatanotendibincha, Kachvekach, how much you give him for your son, this much. Kamatanotendibincha, how much you give for your daughter, Kachvekach, this much. Amdu, Vekichu, they got up, they did Kiddushin, Kanu, they, they, the, the whole thing was acquired, everything was Nikna, Hen, Hen, Varim, Nikniba, Mira. These are the things that are acquired without a Kinyan. And there's a famous Rashbam over here explains, this is Dafka. Davka, if they did the Kiddushin on the spot, but if they did the Kiddushin a different time, then no, it doesn't work. And Amarava, It makes sense what Rav is saying. When his daughter is an Ara, because, okay, he's getting the Hana himself. He, the, the father is being Mekadesh's daughter, and therefore he can get the money himself. but let's say his daughter is already older. She's over 12 and a half. He's not getting the money. Maybe lo maybe he, he the whole thing doesn't uh, totally settle without a real Kenyan. The whole thing is it doesn't take effect. The problem is Ha Elohim, Ravasweez, Amarav Afilu Bogeret. A Rav held the same thing even in a Bogeret. He didn't have to do a Kinyan, as long as they did a Kushin, that's it. Everything goes into effect. Because if not, what about the father of the, the Hatan? What does he get by uh, with all this? Nothing. So the same nothing that he gets, the same nothing the father the bride gets, and it works. So the like grammar says, Now you have to say that that benefit that they're getting married to one another, that the families are now getting closer, that whole simha. With that benefit, they are gomed, and they, they're makne, they acquire everything to each other, and everything takes effect, even if his daughter is a bogeret. And Amar le Ravina the Rav Hashem, he has a question. Dibarim halalu, this uh, tanaim these conditions of the wedding, that the aviyah hatan, kalah, sit down, when they sit down and talk, nitanu likatev, or are they supposed to be written? Are they allowed to be written or not? Meaning, can we write everything on document, bring ID, men, sign everything, and make everyone obligated through, the, uh, through deen? So HaMaleh, Soha told him, No, they, they can't be written. And the nefkamina would be is, can they obligate themselves enough that the other side could repossess land that was sold? So Rav is telling him, no, they can't be written in a document. So ATV Ravina has a problem. Look at our Mishnah. Ha-pik-hin, smart people used to marry a woman and they have to obligate to feed the daughter for five years. They wrote, I'm going to I'm gonna feed your daughter for five years, but cause me as long as we're still married. So you see that a person can write down and can obligate himself to to something like this, and at Kedekach, where the other side could repossess from uh, land that was sold, land that was mishrabad. So now, El Kotvin, so what does Kotvin mean? Omrim, means they were just talking without writing. Okay, so the a question, V'kared Le'Ala Amira so we're really calling talking, writing? The Germat says, In, yes. Ve'atanan, and the proof is, that HaKotiv, L'ishtodinu Dvarim Enli Bin Chasaycha, a person, wrote to his wife, I have no claim uh, with your uh, assets. He in his Mishnah, so, see, Omer the same. so here's another question on Rav from the Brayta. Tashema, it says, "En irusin You could only write the, the document for uh, engagements and for uh, for for weddings. The meaning that, that uh, both Avi Hatan Kala have to agree. Ha midat but if they both agree to it, then you're right. Now, my love, Aren't we talking about the the, the documents of who gives what, the uh, conditions? The sh'teret Gemara says no. We're talking about sh'tare rusin we talking about the actual documents of of Yerushin, like a person writing on the document. Hare at like we learned, One of them is sh'tar. this Is what we're talking about sh'tar? Papai It's exactly like Rav papa ve'rab shavia Tmar. It was said, if they wrote up a document for Kiddushin, for this woman, just uh, without her knowledge about it, they hold mekudeshit. You don't need to have her consent when writing the shtar. You just have to have her consent when she's accepting the shtar. She's not mekudeshit because it has to be like a get. The same way by get has to be written for him, for her, and for the sake of gerushin. And this also has to be written for him, for her, and for the sake of kidushin. And the Gemara brings another question on Rav Asher. we have our uh, Mishnah, look at it. It says, Metu, If the, the, the first husband, second husband, who said they were going to feed this girl for five years, if they passed away, mm-hmm. their daughters, uh, their biological daughters, uh, they, they eat from only the land that he still has, and and this daughter of that wife, she could even get food from land that was sold. She could repossess it because she's like a creditor. Now, what are we dealing with? They did a kinyan, And if they did a kinyan, okay, then she gets to go get from land that was uh, st- uh, that was sold even. Now, the Gemma asks, Ihahi, banot nami, then even in a regular case with daughters, they should be able to get from land that was sold. Why are we saying that his biological daughters only get from land that was not sold, that he still has? The Gemma says, because, because, she lazo, because he did a kinyan for the, 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 woman, the wife's daughter, his stepdaughter, but he didn't do a kinyan for his actual daughters. So the Gemara says, paska, What makes you say that was the case? What makes you say that with his uh, stepdaughter he did the Kenyan, but with his actual daughters he didn't do it? And that's why she gets from Nechassim Mishobadim and they could only get from Nechassim the Horin. The Gemara says, His stepdaughter was there at the time of Kenyan, at the time when the Ketubah was written, okay the kinyan works and that's why everything goes into effect and that's why she could take from the chasimah banot elolava will be kinyan but his daughters who weren't born yet from uh, at the time when they were doing this kinyan lo the kinyan doesn't work for them. The Aren't we talking about where his biological daughters were there during uh, during the second marriage? And what we about? Kegon We're talking about a situation where a woman had a daughter from a previous marriage." He married her, had two daughters from her, for example. So now he has, from this lady, he has two biological daughters and a stepdaughter. He divorces her now brings her back. And when he's bringing her back, he's writing her that I have to feed your st- the stepdaughter for five years. Aren't we talking about that type of situation? Ella, you have to explain. Ihi have to explain. Her daughter, the stepdaughter, she's not part of the that he has to take care of or that the, her stepfather has to take care of her kinyan. the Kinyan works for her. However, his betin has biological daughters who are part of the condition of Betin, that he has to feed them after after he separates from his wife, or whatever the case may be, he has to feed them. The kinyan doesn't work for them. So therefore, the one who got the stepdaughter who got the kinyan. she gets even from land that was sold, and the other daughters don't get the land that was sold, only land that he still has. So now Degmar has a question. Then Migragar, are you really telling me his biological daughters are worse off than the stepdaughter? That doesn't make sense. Ella, Degmar explains. his actual daughters, that's the reason. Since they're part of the condition of Betin that he has to feed his daughters, you could always say that even if he did a Kinyan, maybe he passed them some cash on the side before he passed away. Meaning some sort of side thing that nobody knows about this way to make sure they get their food and that his own daughters come before his stepdaughter. So we're always worried that his daughters have been taken care of, but his stepdaughter were not. And that's why the Kenyan works for a stepdaughter, not for his actual biological daughters. Next, we learned the Mishnah that if this woman uh, divorces this uh, uh, this man and then she goes to another man and she writes the same deal that he has to feed her daughter for five years, he can't say I'm going to wait till she comes to me. No, you have to go to her. And based on this, what we understand from here that? But it's El-Iman. The daughter usually lives with her mother, and the brothers can't say if we're feeding her, she has to live by us. No, the daughter's going to be with her mother. So the as another question: the big who said we're dealing with Gedola, and that's a proof that she goes to her mother. Maybe we deal with Big Tana asking, and maybe the reason she's by her mother is because she's a Ktana, and really, if she's a Gedola, she should live by the brothers. And the reason a Ktana stays by the mother, because of the story that happened, Tanya, Mishemet Ben person who passed away left a young child by his mother the, the inheritors of the father says listen we're feeding him let him stay by us and the mother says he should be by me we leave him by his mother we don't put him by the brothers who are also inheriting and why because it's Maase Shaya, there was a story once that they left the young child by whoever the inheritors are, and they shachted him the first day. Why? So they could get that part of the inheritance. So maybe just the ktana goes by the mother, ktana only goes by the mother, but if they were older, if they were gdolim, they could be by the, the brothers. So the mas says, if there's a difference between a ktana and a gdola, lemakom that he has to bring the food wherever she is. And I could start inferring if she's young, by here, or there, by the brothers, by the mother. Why is it say in the Mishnah, you take the food wherever her mother is? has come to teach me that the daughter is always by her mother. It doesn't make a difference if she's older, younger. It always goes. Uh, she always goes with her mother. And we'll stop right here. Amen.